following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help, and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver, here with author and speaker, June Hunt. June, on uh, this coming Sunday, you will be talking to uh, people at the Discipleship University classes, as you have been for several weeks now, on the topic of emotions and uh, how to handle your emotions. This week's topic coming up, as, uh, as, as if I'm telling you something that you don't know, <laughs> is, <laughs> is grief. I'm sure you've been pouring over oh, that. I'm so, glad you told me. Thank yes, you. Get ready. <laughs> so, so uh, what uh, what kinds of things will you share with people on this uh, very important? And again, it, it touches every life eventually. Uh, this topic of grief. Yeah. Well, there is something that I think is huge. Now, it sounds kind of strange to call it grief work, but it is called grief work. And the point is, for those who are struggling. Um, the intent is then to learn acceptance and that we present. How do you learn to accept that the past will always remain in the past, except that the present offers stability and significance? That's accepting the past, accepting the present, and then accepting the future. Accepting meaning that the future offers new opportunities. Now, we're talking about if a person is struggling and continues, uh, sometimes it's called chronic grief, where they realize um, that, that their grief is ongoing so much so that they're consumed by grief. By the way, it is wrong to to think, oh, you know, you lost your loved one. And, and you know, it, it's been several months that you shouldn't be mourning. You shouldn't be crying. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, no, that, that's, a, that's really wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would defend anyone who has someone in their lives who's hard on them uh, because there are tears or whatever. Uh, You know, I often think about Jesus wept the shortest verse in the Bible. And when he knows he's going to, in moments, literally raise Lazarus from the dead. And um, there is appropriate grief in the Ecclesiastes it says there's a time to grieve, there's a time to mourn, and, and I and I love to say that because um, what we know is this is part of life. No one can escape this, and that's why there's a time, you know, to be born, time to die, a, a tra- time to to grieve, uh, uh, and and. Yet, that grief will not last forever, meaning um, when you see in Ecclesiastes the time to mourn and a time to dance. Now, some people may not want the dancing, but there's a time to 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 laugh. My, so, so I think the issue is how do you 
How do you help someone who says, I feel like I'm, I'm obsessing? Um, I think the key is accepting. How do, you, how do you accept that the past will always remain in the past? Uh, first, just pray. Seek God. Uh, seek his help in embracing the grief. Um, and then recall back on, uh, recall uh, the losses in your life. And sometimes there's a combination of losses and and I think it's wise at times to do a timeline. A timeline means what was painful in terms of losses in your childhood, in your teenage years, and in your adulthood. And literally write how old you were, you know, the chronologically, the earliest times to, to deal with... I mean, I've talked with people who've said, I never had an opportunity to grieve my losses. Uh, and they would tell why, what was going on in their home. And it is valid to say, this was a huge loss in my life. And, and my point is, if you do this timeline, now you're facing the truth about what, how old you were and what was that loss all the way from uh, it can be like possibly a, a father who leaves the home or it could be um, a pet that dies but if if there is and, and that's usually when children first experience uh, a death it can be a pet but if there is a, let's say, a parent who says, you know, quit crying. You're, not, you're, you're supposed to be uh, stronger than that or whatever. It, it, kids can have stuffed pain. And so it's literally allowing yourself to read through the losses and weep. Th that is normal. Uh, allow yourself to shed tears and you continue to and then put past 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 the right that word past on each of those It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our keys for living into the Russian language the Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions or concerns about the uh, topics that we bring up here on the program, call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. Anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, they'd be happy to help you to uh, get the right resources into your hands. If you heard June just now talking about the topic of grief, she will be teaching more in-depth at a uh, Discipleship University class this Sunday at uh, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Those are Central Time, and uh, we have uh, that's a, a longer series, a nine-session series that she's teaching at First Baptist Church in Dallas. If you can make it to the live uh, event, you can do that, certainly. And if not, there is a Zoom option available. Just go to hopefortheheart.org slash events and uh, find all the information that you need there. Again, hopefortheheart.org slash events. Now, if you'd like some information in your hands about grief or any topic, we have uh, that available to you, too. Just call customer support at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673, and they'll help you to get the right information in your hands. Well, let's get to our caller for tonight, and this evening we welcome from California a listener uh, who listens to us online. You can do that, too, by the way, if you are a listener to, uh, the, uh, on the website at hopefortheheart.org, or you can listen on podcast, uh, really wherever you find your favorite podcasts, and you can find us there. And we have this listener tonight, Victoria. Well, hello, my friend. Welcome to Hope. How can we help you? Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, there's there's, there's um, been a lot of struggles in my life for the past few years. And at this moment, I think I'm just struggling with letting go completely of my marriage when I know that it's not going to work. And okay, so what thought, what has happened in your marriage? Well, um, I was married. and We're still married for about 16 years. Four years ago, we had a separation. My husband left the home right during the pandemic. He said, I don't love you anymore, and I don't like the faith you have. I don't, I don't like this life anymore. I, I did not choose this life for me. Mm. 
He says, I don't love you anymore. Yes. And you, he, did you say, he, I don't like your faith? Is that what you said? Yes, because he claimed that since I began my journey of faith in 2012, that mm-hmm. I changed. That I changed to a person that he did not know anymore. Even though he started also in that faith process with me, he would go to church with me. We even did um, ministry with the children a few times. So he was going along, and I was praying for my family, for all of us to come together to be safe. And all of a sudden, he just resented all that because he could not do what he wanted to do, and I didn't want to do the things that I would probably do as a couple, um, go out, go do things that were not appropriate anymore for me as a Christian. Ah, okay. So what I think you're saying is in 2012, there was a change in your life where, well, why don't you describe literally what happened in 2012? I'm hearing there was a a change in your, a major change in your life, like a commitment to Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that correct? Yes. So another major event that happened in 2012 is I have a son who's 26 years old now, and he was from my previous relationship when I was younger. And on that year, we were separated, and I was married, and I have two beautiful girls with my other marriage. And Mm. so in that year, my son father passed away in another country Ah. and so we travel over there to his burial and it was during this after the burial there was this um, invitation to go to a prayer meeting and with all the grief and hurt that me and my son were going through in the entire family um there is where i received and i came to know the power of God and the power of His Holy Spirit. And from that day on, I changed something inside me, changed completely. And I began this journey of faith and found a Christian church, and I began to go and I began to invite my family, and that's where my journey started. And me and my son were going through a lot, and I had to help my son. And so it was quite painful how everything started. Wow, okay. So did you did you go to church before or were you not in any church or was it a different kind of some kind of a any any kind of spiritual experience before that that encounter um following the death of your husband the previous husband? What what was your life like in terms of your spiritual journey? Um, I was raised Catholic, my entire family Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, I had tried to go to the Catholic Church, and um, we actually started going to classes. But then we we left it as we started having children, 
And then my husband wouldn't want to go anymore, and sometimes I would go by myself, and I, I just felt awful being there by myself. And I also felt condemned every time that, you know, the communion would be offered. I felt condemned that I could not receive it because we were not married by the church. Awesome. And I remember one day just leaving, leaving the church in the middle of that communion and crying because I could not belong there fully. And then a friend began to invite me to a Christian church. So that was uh-huh. the beginning before that encounter with that change that I had. Okay, I see. And so was there a time when you know you humbled your heart and received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? giving him control of your life? Yes. When I found a church um, after I came back from out of the country, I found a church and I established myself there. And that's when, you know, every time they will invite us to receive the Lord and I would do the prayer and, and, and just... Yes. I think that's, that's how it happened. It didn't happen like the, you know, I, I just felt that I, something had changed in me, and I found a church, and then I just began to belong to that church, and I began to to just be involved in so many things, and um, prayer was one of my, my, my callings that I felt that I felt called to, intercessory prayer, yes. and then... Through the guidance of the leadership, I was invited to do so many other things that I began to do a lot of ministry. Um, I even um, um, guided some women through the betrayal process for this uh, program called the Healing for Betrayal. I helped, I was kind of leading the women who had suffered abortions to healing. So I was mm-hmm. involved in a lot of those things. and and. My friend, who had just separated from her husband, um, into Christ during that time. My mom came to Christ during that time, and mm-hmm. I began to believe for her friend. I began to believe for her marriage restoration, and eventually it happened, and I started believing for the impossible for people, and I was just so much involved. You know, the Bible says, if any one is in Christ. If a a person has entered into a relationship with Christ, that person's a new creation. Old things pass away, all things become new. Did you experience a changed life? I did. I did because I believe I did because I, I just... I didn't want anything else besides serving the Lord, besides reading the Bible. Um, There was this passion or hunger in me to seek the Lord. You know, what you're describing is that scripture, if anyone is in Christ, that person's a new creation. Old things pass away. All things become new. Typically, that means you have 
a peace that passes all understanding. By the way, that's a scripture. But there's a peace that you have, and uh, there's a joy of literally what I'm hearing uh, you're describing is you became a part, you, you were led to be a part of several ministries, you were helping people, and you had a joy in helping yeah. them in the name of Christ. Is that right? Right. Correct. Mm -hmm. So that is, I would say, normal. But what I'm hearing is, at the beginning, when we were talking, you were indicating that your husband didn't like your faith. He didn't like what you had become as a person who now had yielded your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. And, and um, 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 eventually he told me that he just went to church to please me. Mm -hmm. um, and eventually, um, at the end of when he, we separated and we talked, every time we would talk, he, he would just say things that I was in shock because he said, I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that God exists. I don't believe, you know, what I thought that he had me believing. Mm -hmm. it, it was not true. Okay. And in the same way, I felt guilty for being so much involved, and this guilt came upon me. Almost like, um, like if I was punished for helping live for my marriage. So you're saying that you it's like you felt punished by him, even though or, you you were doing what you do believe that you were that was right, but you the two of you were not aligned. Yes. Okay. And even though you thought. Yes, he was going with you, but he said he just did it to please you. And then, so, okay, well, when, when we come back, let me know. Uh, let's talk about what is his disposition now, and what is it that he wants June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as grief and loss, abuse and trauma, depression and suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our uh, materials uh, would uh, be available there as you get in touch with them. And uh, they can help you to get the right information in your hands, anything that would help you the most. Let me recommend one of our keys for living called Jesus, Is He God? Is the deity of Christ defendable? Uh, That's one of ours uh, in kind of an apologetics uh, series that is uh, probably maybe not familiar to you, but great information there and a good way to get a handle on your faith and what you believe or as you try to help someone else with uh, who might be struggling with their faith. Get in touch with customer support for that resource. The number is 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Actually, that resource and uh, so many other titles are available there. Well, if you'd like to speak with June about something going on in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, just call us at 800 17. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, leave a detailed message for us. We'll get back to you and uh, talk to you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. See what questions we can help you answer and uh, what what uh, you, you might um, want to ask June on a future uh, program. So let's do that at 800-917-800-644-4817. Now let's get back to our conversation with Victoria. Well, my friend, I I am so sad that you, even though you received peace when you had a precious relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, you became a true, authentic Christian. Not it's not just attending church; it's you yielded your life to his life and then um, it sounds like your husband went to church he said he just did it because you were going to church and you thought he had embraced the same faith that you had but he has said that he didn't like your faith he, Uh, So, 
You said, I, he said, I don't like your faith. So, what is it that he wants now? What, I, what I'm hearing is he is not in the home that he left. Is that correct? Correct. And so, so left, how, how long has he been gone? He's been gone since 2019. Um, he came back. Well, I allowed him to come back that next year when he got very sick with COVID and I we kept him isolated in one of the rooms just to take care of him and mm-hmm. I thought you know after he recovers he probably is just going to stay and no the day that he tested negative for COVID he, he was almost dying it was very severe his uh, his sickness he prevailed and he overcame and but the first day that he became negative that same day he didn't come home and he was drinking and then I found out that his alcoholism had taken over him mm-hmm. and so we lived for a few months and I was hoping for a change I was I've been always been a person ready to reconcile and forgive. Yes. And I learned through the this experience that I was also probably enabling him. And so it didn't work out. And I prayed to God to just because I wanted to do the right thing as a as a wife. I wanted to be there for him. Um, I wanted to be in his sickness, to be there, to help him, but it was something that he could not control. And even himself said, I I know I'm hurting you, but I can't change. I don't want to change. I like what I do, even though he was hurting him, and he was hurting us. So he left again. And... We kept like that for another year, trying to, hoping, and I think also because I had people that were supporting me in prayer and believing the impossible, and because I also believed it for so many people, it was nice to have people to be believing alongside with me that, you know, he could change and that God will intervene. But every time I pray, Lord, what do I do? And I would seek the Lord, and He removed and He left on His own. And then I knew that it was God's will because I did everything I could as, on my part. I felt like I did. I supported Him. I tried to help Him, and yes. nothing worked. So, so right now, what is it that He wants? What What does He What 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 does He say that He wants? now, I just recently talked to him about a couple of weeks ago to touch basis on that because for the past year, he has not wanted to file for divorce. And so I saw that maybe it's a sign. Maybe, you know, it's, I've always been in hope and maybe it's been a false hope. And so I touched basis with him again just to know his heart this year. And in my heart, in my mind, my mind felt ready to say, you know what, this is not going to work. We need to file, and we need to get over this. And for the first time, 
he said, I agree. And when he said that, it was like grief came again in my heart. Mm-hmm. Because it's almost like, okay, I have to accept that this is what it is. Even though rationally I know our situation, my heart was still like hoping. Let me ask a very specific question. Is there um, any infidelity on his part in terms of adultery, another woman, or anything like that that you know I don't about? Know. Okay. I don't know. I just know that he is a very social person and... I have, I know that he has not been faithful in many ways, but he has not had that I know, like, someone that he's living with. It seems like he's been living by himself mm-hmm. all this time. But just very indifferent, and even with not wanting to, to try. But mm-hmm. I know, I know that he has done things that have betray our trust. Like what? Like going out places with other girls and who knows doing things that it's just through text messages that I have seen things like that. But nothing like that I have confirmed with my eyes. But it's just the communications and and the gathering together with other people mm-hmm. that made me, I know he has, but it's just, I still wanted to trust and forgive somehow. And I think that has kept me stuck in moving forward completely and making a clear decision. Even my children, they are supportive of, they, they have responded more I guess with more grace about it like like they have told me mom I think you need to let go and it seems like they understand it better than I have well let me share with you um, what the Bible says would you like to know what the Bible says yes okay And I just want to make sure that you have heard um, there is an extensive passage in 1 Corinthians 7. And there is a part where it talks about an unbeliever. um, Specifically, in verse 15 of, of 1 Corinthians 7, it says, If the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. Um, a believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. Now, let me go before that, though. Um, 
In fact, I'm going to read this all in context. Um, In verse 10, it says, To the married, I give this command, and this is the Apostle Paul. He says, I, not not I, but the Lord. Um, A wife must not separate from her husband, but if she does, she must remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and a husband must not divorce his wife. To the rest, I say this, I, not the Lord, if any brother has a wife who is not a believer and she is willing to live with him, he must not divorce her. And if a woman has a husband who is not a believer and he is willing to live with her, she must not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband has been sanctified, that word means set apart, uh, through his wife. And the unbelieving wife has been sanctified through her uh, her believing husband. Otherwise, anyways, so, so I'm letting you know, it's like there are times when you can have an unbelieving mate and if they are willing to live together, then um, you don't know, but that in the end, that, that person could change. Then it says, but if the unbeliever leaves, let him do so. A believing man or woman is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. And, and the context is, how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband, meaning that the husband could come to Christ. But this is when that, that person is uh, in, uh, when they're living together. And, the, and the, the flip side is there, or how do you know, husband, whether you will uh, save your wife. Nevertheless, uh, each, each one should retain the place in his life that the Lord has assigned him and to which God has called him. So I'm giving you just the passage that applies to your specific situation. And then let's talk about, again, what you think he is, is uh, deciding Let's talk about that. It's been 20 years since June Hunt was first called into international ministry through the translating of our Keys for Living into the Russian language. The Lord has refined our focus in recent years to partnership with ministry leaders in key global regions whose reach is expanding to international training events, radio programming, and impact across borders that only indigenous leaders could cross. God is multiplying hope through the translated Keys for Living and the globally relevant counseling model of June Hunt that you have come to understand as a valued listener of Hope in the Night. 
When you support our Hope for the Heart international ministry, you give directly to men and women who are giving their lives to equip and empower the church in their regions for the Lord's kingdom. Come with us around the world to share the hope of Christ. Visit us online at hopefortheheart.org forward slash international. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God Himself, and He's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver. We want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Uh, If you have any questions about tonight's topics or any number of topics, we have over 100 Keys for Living to help you address your situation. Just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the resources you need. Let me recommend one to you tonight that is called Divorce Beginning Again from Brokenness. And that and so many other titles are available by calling customer support at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Also find the resources on our website. You can take a look there and search by topics. Look up uh, hopefortheheart.org slash store. Take a look there and you'll find uh, our Keys for Living, also Lifeline to Hope online training, as well as June's many biblical resources. It's all there at hopefortheheart.org slash store. Getting back now to our conversation with Victoria. Well, Victoria, I heard you say that you knew that your husband really had not been faithful. And I'm just giving you certain scriptures that um, for you to factor in what the Word of God says. And in um, there's a passage in Matthew 19... Nine in particular, I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman commits adultery. But in the verse, the opposite would be true for a husband who is committing adultery. I'm just who is unfaithful, and you mentioned that he. It sounds like he is kind of carousing with other women. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So there are biblical grounds, and I'm giving you what the, now what that means is grounds says 
it is, there's permission because he's broken the marriage covenant. Um, now, some choose to stay and others choose to leave. Of course, he has left, actually. He's left the home. And yeah. so, um, it, would he then, as you're thinking of this, are you thinking that he himself would initiate the divorce? I believe I will have to do it. I believe I have to take action because it's been this way. I, I, I'm the one who usually takes action or comes to the conclusion of things. And, mm -hmm. and it's, um, it's a process that I need to go through. Okay. Yeah, and I never wanted a divorce. I think I was so stubborn about the idea, like, no, this can't lead to a divorce. And it was hard to accept the idea of divorce, especially because I wrestle a lot with a lot of the scriptures. And the scripture you just gave me in um, Corinthians, you know, mm -hmm. it's nice to hear, like, a confirmation, like, okay, that's, you know, this is my foundational scripture for this, for my specific situation. And... Because I was always fixed on the idea that nothing is impossible for God. And I was, you know, waiting for his, that day of salvation, that day of conversion, that day where he would give his life. And I think, um, in a way, I was very stubborn on that, on that idea. And because also, I... Nobody wishes to be divorced. Nobody wishes to mm -hmm. to be separated. And, yeah. Well, the truth is, God gives us choice. In other words, we are given free will. Um, it is true that God is willing to change anyone who is willing to change. But He will not force a person to change. And that is seen even like with Adam and Eve, the first two people he created, he told them one thing not to do, do not eat from this tree. Well, what is the one thing they did? They ate from that tree, and then there was a consequence. But the point is, there was a repercussion is what I'm saying. Um, some people think, well, if I just pray, God will do it. He will not force people um, to yield to him. It, that, that is an individual decision. And it's right that you uh, would pray about anything that's on your heart. You talk to God. But it still is his choice. And he has a choice of being faithful in marriage. But he um, has chosen to defy coming into a relationship with Christ. And he has chosen to leave. That's his choice. 
and then his actions are are such as you mentioned these other women um, and obviously that's been very painful to you and I hear that so yeah uh, the, the breaking of the marriage covenant um, is what gives uh, a, a permission to initiate what uh, you're you're saying that um, you you can choose to do. I think it issue. I, I want to say also, I've talked with many people who later after a divorce there's there can be a change now we we don't know when a person what what a person will choose i think it's imperative that you have uh an understanding that you know yes anyone can change but not everyone will change and many people stay as they are apparently this is as he has been his life you don't want to uh, be a part of the lifestyle that you had lived before you yielded your heart to the Lord and became an authentic Christian and that makes sense so is there an issue now that you have a question about? I think my question was, and I think you are answering that question, is how long does one wait for reconciliation to happen? Or how long does one wait for that miracle to happen? While in the meantime, you know, we're suffering and we're struggling and and sometimes it's just better to just let go and, like you said, just wait and see. And if it happens, happens. But I think I'm just tired of, of living in a way that almost wrestling with my own thoughts and wrestling with the idea of not being divorced and, ac and accepting the fact that it is okay and that I can now serve the Lord in this way, and that I can also serve him in this way. And I think the conclusion is, like, I am surrendering to the Lord again my life to serve him as a single woman. Yes. Even though I have seen myself as a single woman, I was, all these years I have been just so, um, how do I say it, so... Um, in that thought of hoping, hoping, hoping for my marriage to be reconciled. And it's been suffocating sometimes to just be thinking about it, to just be wrestling either in prayer or trying to find a way. It's almost trying to try, trying to save someone, someone who doesn't want to be saved. Exactly. Or, yes. And see, this is, again, his choice. And it was hard to accept that that's his choice, too. I think that's one of the things that is so, it's hard to accept that free will of person that they, mm -hmm. that is so strong, like 
strong will in that direction. Yes. Well, your choice has been to yield your will to the will of the Creator, the one who created you in the first place. He's the one who has his perfect will for you. And the point for us is no matter what, our, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So when we live our lives, notice it says we are to entrust our lives to him. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding means you don't have the ability to see all that there is in your life. Um, the Lord knows your heart, and you can't know it all. I remember uh, that was a huge, helpful, helpful scripture to me, because I, I grew up in a very adulterous home, and it was very, very painful. And I remember when I saw that one scripture, lean not on your own understanding, I thought, oh, okay, I don't have to understand it all even though I was very cognitive and very logical in my thinking, uh, I, uh, I accepted that God knows, and my responsibility is to yield my life to Him. And sweetheart, our God is a God of compassion. He not only understands where you are, he, he, he knows what you're going through. And as you continue to yield your will to His will, He will give you His peace that passes all understanding. He'll give you the peace to walk the road that you have before you. And He will give you a heart for ministry, which He already has done. And your life will be filled. It will be full. Not, not that you won't have pain. Yes. But it's pain with a purpose. Um, obviously, you need to be as specific to help your children to uh, enforce and, and literally communicate truths that they need you're going to have people in your life that you'll invest in and they will invest in you I'll be sending you some material that's going to really be of help you hang on to hope we will send resources to tonight's caller and we do that free of charge that's because of your generous support of this ministry and if you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate and we thank you recommending tonight the keys for living called decision making discerning the will of God and if you'd like to access any of our resources for yourself you can do that at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday 8 to 5 central time and our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org 
Also find our programs wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.